Hey, so this is my podcast for um, English 12, and I'm going to be talking on the book that I read called So Do You So You Want to Talk About Race by Ojiama Olu. And basically, I'm going to be doing this in two chapter segments. I'm going to be splitting it up and talking about different points and how it affected me and how I viewed what she said as a reader. So chapter one. Beginning in chapter one, Olu is in a coffee shop with... Um, what she calls a well-meaning friend. Um, and this meet friend thinks that more progress will be made if class is talked about more than race. So um, an argument he had for this was that um, if you focus on race, the working class white men um, are normally left out. So... He said that focusing on class will also help disenfranchise minorities. But um, the author, Lou, she says, and she goes on for um, a couple pages, that she's heard this argument many times. And she wanted to explain to her friend that class and race are not interchangeable, that they are distinct and unique to each other. So... She goes about this by giving examples of why they're not interchangeable. So she says um, that if if she goes to apply for a job or a government raises the minimum wage, um, her black sounding name will affect her, will affect her chance of getting that raise or getting a good job interview. So she didn't really go into depth on why specifically a name but I'm assuming it has to do something with assumptions because that happens a lot in today's society. Um, she also said that her sons would be uh, more likely to go to prison than a white man and that teachers are more likely to consider black youth aggressive, which can affect their ability to graduate and move on to the next level, which also has to do with economic segregation, what I'm researching right now. And how the um, income inequality, education inequality, um, health inequality, how those all lead to neighborhoods staying poor and and in history. And now we see that um, minorities, but more specifically brown and black um, people tend to have a lesser chance of going to college. So basically her friend this is an argument and by this point um Malou has said like a lot of things trying to contradict him and to um convince him that what she's saying is actually right but he says that um focusing on America's class problem first is a good start and she took this really badly and she said that Black people have been hearing that for hundreds of years, but it's never helped, which is true because to this day, and especially in 2020, we've seen a lot of police brutality and different inequalities that tell tell you different. So she also talks about um, race being a social construct and how people think it's that, but she thinks uh, differently. She thinks that that's just another way to um, justify a crime. I 
I didn't really analyze this in a good way. I couldn't really understand what she was saying, but I get where she's going based on that point. But I'm going to move on. So, um, when as they were talking, um, she keeps on um, staying and, and uh, emphasizing the point that the class system um, violently oppresses and harms people of all races. But she thinks that it's specifically people of color that are harmed um, for their race. So another point she makes is that um, if a black person says, if she says, uh, sorry, if a black person says that um, something is racist, it is racist. So how she goes about this is by giving an example of a white clerk following her. I'm not sure if this was a true story or a made up one, but she gives this example and she says, she says by the white clerk following her, um, she felt, she felt as though that clerk was being racist towards her. And um, she explains this because her being black, she felt that, that the white clerk was following her for a certain reason based on her color of skin. Um, now, obviously, I'm not sure how I feel about that statement because obviously maybe it could have been uh, maybe um, Ojiama made like did something that might have suggested to the white clerk that maybe something was going up. And that didn't really make sense to me. But what did strike uh, strike me was that she said. It's not, we're not saying that um, black people saying things are racist. We're not saying that they're always right. But what we are saying is that they experience it in a certain way because of their color of skin. So they know they're the only ones that can tell you if something is racist by the way that they experienced it. I'm not sure if that makes that much sense, but the way she explained it in the book was more interactive and she kind of she kind of backed it up but it wasn't too too um too easy to understand another analogy she gave was that uh brain cancer and breast cancer are two illnesses that require two different treatments and she said that similarly race and poverty are both hardships but they require two conversations so that kind of backs up her point of how um, race and poverty, um, race is different from in the in the context of her argument um, class. Um, moving on to chapter two, um, Alu was Aluo was talking to uh, one of her co coworkers that posted a meme saying that poor people should um, pass drug tests to get welfare. And Alu, she actually grew up on welfare, so this this kind of hit her, and she said that she pointed out how what she was thinking in her head and how people on welfare are just trying to get out and survive. Um, uh, another thing that the person that her coworker said was that poor people should be sterilized so they don't have more kids to get more welfare money, and she Alu, she kind of stressed the fact that these type of comments dehumanize poor people 
and they're really dangerous things to say. Um, and another thing he said was that the way she was reacting, because she was reacting pretty strongly, he said that the way she was reacting is what gives though these type of people uh, bad reputations, which made her even react even more. Um, <clears throat> and he said that a real type of racist, because she was basically making that remark he said about poor people on welfare racist. Um, he didn't really think it was racist, but he said that real racist things are things like the Nazis or lynching. And, and she really didn't agree with that, which I kind of agree with because, like she said in, in the first chapter, we don't know what real racist feels like unless you're the person of color and you're the one that um, the thing is being acted on. So um, she goes on to um, tell, say what shapes people's viewpoints. And she says that um, media, education, economics, and the values of those in power. So those in power is in maybe famous or popular people or the president of the United States or the principal of a high school. What they, their viewpoints are what drive the people that commonly might listen to them, which is true because in a lot of cases, people might view somebody like the president, somebody that's very credible and everything they say is right and that's true and and I think that you really shouldn't um you really shouldn't uh go based off of somebody else's thoughts that you should have a unique viewpoint on what you think is true um yeah so basically that's most of what she talked about in chapter 2 and yeah, um, and the la one of the last points she said that I wanna, um, I wasn't too connected to it, but she said that it's important to understand how those assumptions are part of systematic oppression. So how, basically her, her, um, her experience in the um, the grocery store with the clerk following her how an assumption that the clerk might have made about her, about what she might do in relation to another person of her skin color, how that affects the systematic oppression of racism. Because that's true. It, you, can't, you can't look at somebody and think of something that a similar person has done and, and, and uh, grade them based off of that other person. That's racism. So... Yeah, that's basically it for the first two chapters. I'm going to be making my next episode on the third and fourth chapters. So I'll see you guys then. Thank you.